Welcome to Deceptively Honest with Jason and friends. It's about to get interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. Welcome back to Deceptively Honest. We have with us right now Courtney and Broad. Everybody say hello. Courtney what? Well, fine. (laughs) Courtney with a K. I'm not going to say the other part. You can say whatever you want to say, but Courtney with a K is back with us today. What's up? What's up? Hey, yeah, we're we're just randomly sitting around, so we're like, why not try to pick up some of these topics in this bowl? So we have Courtney with the first one. Does being raised in a non-affectionate home become a parent when you are in a relationship? <laughs> I'll let somebody else go first. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of traits that become a parent <laughs> based on how you were raised in a relationship. I do. I, I think that my dad, I remember him telling me one time, my grandmother wasn't really affectionate. She didn't do a whole lot of hugging and mm-hmm, kissing. Mm-hmm. And he is a direct result of that. Yeah. He, and I find myself comparing the men that I date to my father. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has compared their spouse to a parent. Uh huh. Um, I have, and I do believe that it is very apparent. Yes, it be, I think it becomes <laughs> extremely apparent when you notice the stark differences. So my my situation is similar but different. So my mom was raised in a house where there was no affection whatsoever. No one like hugged or touched, said I love you and all that other type of stuff. So as a result, my mom was like, no, I'm going to be the polar opposite. So I grew up in a house where my mom said she loved me all the time. There was lots of hugs and kisses and all that type of affection. Even my dad was like super affectionate with like touching and hugs Mm -hmm. and like all of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So now, when I got into a relationship and I am, one of my love languages is, is touch and like mm-hmm. affection and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's very important to me. And then my significant other, that's not something that they do naturally. And mm-hmm. then we we talked over the years. I was like, oh, I get it. So he's not, his mom wasn't not, wasn't very affectionate in his house. Hopefully he doesn't have a problem with me saying this, but we've talked about it before. His, and he wasn't raised in a house where affection was like super big or super important. So him giving affection mm-hmm. is not natural to him. And as a result of it not being natural to him, that becomes like something that we're always like talking about. Like, uh, why are you That's, like, yeah. it, it becomes a discussion point and i think that a lot of stuff that happens in your house when you were growing up or whatever it that is something you absorb one way or another absolutely yeah. you pick it up it it, it does impact mm-hmm. your your life and it not just romantic relationships but interpers- friendships mm-hmm. friendship in a personal relationship mm-hmm. especially if you're around people mm-hmm. who are super affectionate mm-hmm. i'm a super affectionate person mm-hmm. and for me like like you jason mm-hmm. my love language part of my love language is touch yep I am a touchy-feely person. Yep, yep, yep. I'm a hugger with my mm-hmm. friends and yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. people that aren't that way, they, mm-hmm. they do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I'll just bring it to my professional life. I nurture the people that work for me. Mm-hmm. I have one one of my staff members. She just do this. And I said, I'm going to love the hell out of you. And mm-hmm. some point time, yeah. I think uh-huh. She clenched up on it. I said, this mm-hmm. is the thing. You need to understand that being that way not only affects how you show up in your professional life, but your personal life. Mm-hmm. And she has a daughter. Oh yeah, it's gonna ru- it's gonna affect and the child. I had a conversation with her to help mm-hmm. understand that you're raising a child that's gonna become an adult. Mm-hmm. And if you don't impart that into her, she's gonna 
go out into the world mm-hmm. and be very cold, but all at the same time, she's going to select the man that's mm-hmm. not going to value mm-hmm. who she is. Or just not going to even... So the, 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 the opposite of that is... so. Affection and touching like that does not necessarily mean someone cares for you or does not care for you at all. That's the thing that is that becomes confusing. And so you associate things for myself. Like it doesn't mean that my my significant other doesn't care about me because they're not super affectionate. They just express their emotions and feelings differently. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand that. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, when you're in a relationship, you have to find a way to get to a middle ground. So everyone feels like they're getting what they need, sort of. Um, so I, I think that's like just part of it and what, how you were raised in your house affects every area of your life as you grow up. Once you get to a certain age, you start to realize that more important than affection to me is like how conflict was resolved in someone's house when mm-hmm. they were growing up just mm-hmm. comes into your, your adult relationships. And that is worse to me. It can be more, more difficult. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. I was like, let's just be clear. No, for real. I, my boyfriend and I got into it the other day, and it simply boils down to lack of communication. Yes. Did, was there a lot of communication in his house? No. Right. Not at all. He was right. the only child, always in the sports, and his mom, her, his mom was doing his her own thing. Right. Which is fine, or whatever the case may be, but it's like that thing, that's the part that's like more and more tro- tro- troublesome to me. I'll be like, uh, how was like conflict resolved in your house when you were growing up? Did you see your parents like have conflict and stuff like that? So that that's bigger to me, but we'll, we'll talk about that's that. That's a whole yeah, because I was going to say, I was like, we need to and I'm sure I could pick up <laughs> another like... topic because a lot of people will say, you know, when you come from a home of two parents, you are able to go into a relationship with things that you can reflect on and things that you've seen. Whereas when you go in a home of a single parent home, maybe you haven't been given an example of mm-hmm. how to love and mm-hmm. how to communicate and all those things. Mm-hmm. But I disagree with you. Oh, really? Interesting. a two-parent household does not mean it's a healthy That's true. I understand that. Well, all I'm true. simply saying yes. is you're being given an example. Right. Now, what that saying. example yes. is, is unique to each family. Right. Yes. All I'm saying is when it's one person, you don't really see any type of interaction. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Because it, I'm telling you, I was blessed in a sense where I was able to see interaction, but my parents were divorced. You know what I mean? My dad remarried, but my mom, I have I have never physically seen with my eyes at, a, at an age where you can comprehend how my mother loves physically. So, except for how she loves with me. romantic love. Exactly, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that so impacted your life, right? I don't know how she interacted with her male uh, counterpart she was dating. My dad, absolutely, mm-hmm. saw it all the time. Forget the girlfriend's right. names. Okay, let's be clear. <laughs> I will forget their names. So. I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, to answer, to go back to the question, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, I think so too. Yes. And I, I want to, at some point, that's something I actually want to talk about because that's something I think is super interesting because I do think that it is it can be easier to go into a relationship as an adult when you have seen a relationship growing example, up. A positive one? Oh, no. I want to, okay, I'm (laughs) trying to keep away from the positive and negative because, you know, that's relative. But when you have an example and you've seen what it's like to compromise, seeing two adults compromise and have to come to some type of, you know, solution with two different ideas and work through issues, you get an example of how to do that as an adult on your own. That's that's all I'm saying. And I think that makes it a little bit easier when you don't have someone, um, you have two people that just have to try to figure it out. Right. One way or another. Because you get to see how they resolve problem solving live yeah. and in person. Right. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Moving on. 
<laughs> this next question is ridiculous. It's silly to me. <laughs> but I'll read it for the folk. <laughs> the question is, does everyone need to have a whole phase during their life? <laughs> I, okay, so as you all have learned about me at this point, if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts, I skipped the whole phase part of life. According to what I think people define a whole phase as. So first of all, let's start there. What is a whole phase? Just to make sure. I would assume it would be a time where you were young and free and you were not really focused on what it takes to be in a relationship and wanting to exhibit the behaviors of being in a relationship. You were more focused on fun and having a good time and, 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 and pleasurable uh, experiences. Self-pleasure. It's like you're just focused on yourself and you're, you're being as free as the... Absolutely. The, yeah. It's all about self. It's all about what I want and what I want to do when I want to do it with who I want to do it with. Specifically with adult interactions, just. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But just, you know, mm-hmm. people have their own definition of a hoe. So let's be clear. Yes. Um. You know. A phase where you're being sexually free. Okay. We call it that. That's what. Okay. Because it was Does everybody okay. need to have a phase like that in their life? Absolutely not. Oh. Is everybody walk in life path in life different? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do people have different personalities and things that they do differently? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So does, you know, Serena, she may be built differently. So Serena can do her thing and dip and dab and go from dude to dude and live her best life because Mm -hmm. she's not emotionally affected by it. Right. right? Whereas Courtney... I know that that's going to be a whole role, emotional role. <laughs> yes, it is. That's so what why I'm would saying. I do that to same, myself? Same. Why would I want to? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm not doing it. Exactly. Because of the way that I'm built. Exactly. So, that, no. Everyone, doesn't, everyone doesn't need to have one, but everyone needs to have the experience that they want to have. You're exactly. free. You're free to do whatever you the want to do. Experience of being young and free. Exactly. Absolutely. And whatever whatever you, that means. Whatever that means to you. And I see the whole the whole sex thing to me is like an emotional exchange or what stuff like that. Like you were saying. So the whole you know running through it and having as many experiences as you can for me would work because you know I would like I would be like so what are we doing later? I mean um. You want me to come over? My I'm gonna call you. Yes, you're it's my your my boyfriend. boyfriend. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's something that would never work for me. Nope, but me I don't. I, but I admire those that have had those types of phases because mm-hmm. they have experiences in life that I haven't had. So I'm like, I think that's that's cool and dope for them. And I don't think everyone needs to have one in order to get that out of their system because I would assume that's what that's talking about. Right. It's just to get it out of your system so that you're prepared for a committed relationship. Right. Right. But my thing is, what's the point? I think <laughs> that that's the point. Exactly. I think, but. Who's to say that you having that experience gets it out of your system? Because there are people that actually have their whole face and it leaves their relationship <laughs> and continue, continue, and continue. To be absolutely. And oh. a whole face can lead to issues and problems and things right. that you just didn't want to, you know, deal Encounter. with. Encounter, yes. yeah, uh-huh. you messed around and got yourself into some hot water. Yes, because the, that whole phase there comes with comes with. Consequences, Consequences but attributes. Attributes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. character Mm -hmm. attributes Mm -hmm. that sometimes become ingrained in people. Mm -hmm. So when they do meet (laughs) a good quality person, they don't know how to appreciate that person. But the quality person is thinking, oh, I'm with this wonderful person when they're Uh over here hoeing. And that's no judgment. you do what you want. Are grown. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you decide to do, yes. however you choose to do it. I'm not gonna judge you. Right. I just, I just know for me that won't work for me because I'm an emotional person. Yes. yes absolutely. And 
it's a spiritual exchange for me. Absolutely. Woo, you better preach. When I'm giving myself to you, I'm giving all of myself to you. And I can't just have any and everybody entering my body. And that's why I said, I think that that mindset right there comes with maturity. Because would I have been able to say something like that, what you just said out of my mouth when I was in college? No. No. I'm going to keep it funky with y'all. Now, would I say that I had a whole phase in college? No. I just wasn't as aware mm-hmm. when it came to who I'm sharing my body with mm-hmm. and who I'm laying down with. Yes. That's right. You know, I wasn't just, you know, silly lily just popping <laughs> her legs open every day to everybody. Uh-huh. No. Absolutely wasn't my style. It's just not who I am. But I also was not as conscious of mm-hmm. what I'm doing with my body. Uh-huh. And that's because people don't realize that the act of sex is really deeper than what it is. Right. And it is a decision you need to make once you have a little bit of maturity to you because it is it is a feeling of feeling good which is people are attaching it to Mm -hmm. but it is a little deeper than that with regard Mm -hmm. to the actual experience of what you're doing i think part of it also starts if you start having conversations with with kids early on Mm -hmm. because what we what parents tend to do and those that are adults that have children and children that we're responsible for we just talk about the mechanics of mm-hmm. the physical act, but mm-hmm. you don't talk about the emotional component of it. Now, when mm-hmm. my niece and nephew, my niece is 26, her brother is 24. I started talking to them at 6 and 8. Mm-hmm. And as they matured, especially you more information. Te- mm-hmm. and teenagers, I started mm-hmm. talking to them about the, the emotional component mm-hmm. that's associated with the act itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that they can make healthy Mm-hmm. and sound decisions about uh-huh. who you mm-hmm. share your body with. Uh-huh. Hopefully you saved them from a whole lot of heartache and pain. Well, I hope them little motherfuckers listen to me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I really do. Because if I, ooh, if I could go back. Because I'm not going to say I didn't have the guidance and that that right. uncle no or that listens. auntie or that god sister or that older homegirl to, you know, drop a dime and drop some knowledge in my ear. But no one listens. Some people, certain certain lessons, people have to learn for themselves, and that's what you just have to Same. accept at certain Even to this day. Yeah, see, my grown people don't listen. Still sometimes just gotta don't listen. You got, you got. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oops, yeah. I just have to see for yeah, myself. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't know you told me. Right. Excuse me. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. But I, I think that the whole thing about you know, I think everyone should have whatever experience they want back to like the whole phase sort of situation. My and I respect everyone's choice to live however you want to. The only thing that I say about that is just be honest and truthful. So only thing that I don't respect than judges when you're being dishonest with someone and taking away someone else's Making choices. Making that person think they're in something okay. real. Thank you. you That's the only thing I that I think that I don't agree. necessarily agree yes. with. But you agree. know, live your best life. Have your agree. wholest of whole time. Agree. Amen? Amen. What else you got? I don't like this question. <laughs> Let's keep this one short and sweet. Hey, okay guys? Uh-huh. We'll, we'll see. Can you be in a relationship with someone whose views politically differ from yours. Oh my gosh. So that's similar to another question we did. So we can keep this one short and sweet. Thank I you. think so. So you want to answer first? Um, my answer is yes. Oh. Politically. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm a no. I'm a no. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm no. a strong no. I'm a strong no. I, and maybe because about the political climate right now, right. where it's like one side is is has moral issues. And the other side doesn't. Right. So maybe if everyone so did, if maybe the moral is issue you, wasn't there, then maybe it wouldn't be an issue. That is you assuming that everyone who opposed your p- political belief is morally wrong. 
because I do not believe that every Republican is around I didn't here say waving the KKK on. flag. I, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm what's what, but you can't talk. You can't have this question in the bowl if you don't want to. Oh, know I'm what just I mean. joking. So, it's fine. <laughs> let's be clear. At yes. the end of the day, I think right now, because of the political climate we're in, yes. a lot of people are making choices. It's either red or blue. That's it. That's yep, all yep, right. Yep. But. The reality of it is that that's not fair to do that, guys, because at the end of the day, a lot of people are making their political choices based on facts that you may not even be aware of, based on an economic structure that doesn't affect you. Your tax bracket may be very different. So you cannot assume that just because they're swinging that way, their, their, their mindset is... I'm not here for gay rights. I'm not here for African American stability. I'm not here for Hispanics fleeing over here from I, Mexico. I hear you. I was going to let you finish, but I Go gotta say something. Please. So that's true. They are not saying that they don't agree with gay rights. They don't agree with black people. They don't. They're not saying. But what they are saying is that they're not opposed to it. That's fine that he's doing that as long as I get what I want. Not necessarily. Oh, that, they, I can how be Republican and be pissed off that Donald Trump is my and, option. And still, Let's be clear here. Like, I can be Republican and be pissed off with this orange motherfucker. <laughs> I can totally be in, insulted. But you're still saying that that's not going to I be a problem be enough for you. I can be still not saying that you... It's not a problem enough for you that you will vote for the other side. I'm not it's, saying... Listen here. Political views... Okay, so we're not talking about voting. Day, we're just saying, you I know, married to a Republican. And I may have to vote outside of my norm because of what my candidate... But this is the thing. I don't want that type of stuff to be an argument in my household. Because, and I'm sorry, I know you got something to say. I'm just saying, because this is the thing. So, all right. So, you're a Republican. I'm a Democrat. We're in, we're in a relationship. We're in the same house. So, we're talking about politics. And I'm like, okay, so I'm voting for the Democratic person. And you're like, oh, I have... It does say marriage. It says be in a relationship. Okay. okay. So we're just dating. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, so we're talking about who we're voting for. I'm saying I'm voting Democratic. You're, you say I'm voting Republican. So I'm going to mm-hmm. vote for Donald Trump because that's my option. And I look at you and say, so as a black, but it might make you a gay man at this point. It's just, mm-hmm. as a black gay man, you're going to vote for Donald Trump, the person who has done all of these things to remove the rights that we've been working hard to obtain for the last. 20 years. Even though you're a Republican, I understand that you believe in the economic structure of a Republican Party. I get that. So now you're saying that you're going to vote against your own interest because you're a Republican. No, that you, would we be, weren't talking about what I'm voting for. So I don't think that... I so political... Maybe I'm turning it into voting because political... You are, but it, and it's okay because it's that's what I'm saying. At the end We're of taking the day, too long. <laughs> we are. But, but at the end of the day, the bottom line is very clear. We all wholeheartedly are probably on the same page in regards to what's right. Yes. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Right. Bottom line. You know, and, and I would respect... I would hopefully want to be with somebody who would respect that. You know yes. what I mean? So at the end of the day, you may say you're a Republican, but if you don't respect what's right and you're not harboring the same core values that I do, then we probably going to break up. That's all. You said what I was about to say. That's all. Because it. me, it's part of your political views, part of your moral compass. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can be. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you if there was another candidate or whatever, you know, then because the, the the thing that Republicans typically are voting for is about money. It has right. really nothing to do with anything Absolutely. else. Typically, typically usually, any typical environment, and it depends. But that just, but they usually, but money usually trumps the other 
values to them. So they'll skip over someone else's rights as long as they get the tax cut that they want. Do, do, do. And I'm just speaking. Gay people deserve to be married. Do right. gay people deserve they'll the vote, same rights right. as they will vote, me and mine? Exactly. They'll so vote against that if that means... I that, will vote against that if that means that my tax dollars are treated differently than Thank theirs. you. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. And that would be the pro- that would be like the problem. And I, and, I, and I think that, you know, with regard to relationships before, like I said, it's they, they are, I don't want to say they're they're fragile, but it's work to keep a relationship going. I don't need us to not agree on core political, that, I don't need to argue with you about that. I mean, honestly, we can take saying. out politics and insert religion. The and same thing. back and forth too. But guess oh, what, religion. guys? I'm also the girl that says that I could date someone of any religious background. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from that. Um, That's probably a whole other hour. <laughs> it is a whole other hour because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cut this one. I'm trying to cut because I'm trying to cut this one up because I have a question, but we'll move on because you know we only have like a few more minutes left. So if you got time for one more, we can wrap this one more up real quick. Well, this looks too fat. <laughs> the question looks too fat. The skinny ones are typically probably a little bit deeper. What's with the face? Yes. So can can we find out? I don't believe this is correct, but I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't the black community have positive imagery? If so, where is it? I don't think that's a thing either. Because the thing about it is, is that we this have is, positive black imagery. This is the this, problem. These are, this question. Is the problem the is that the person isn't aware of it. Who the person who wrote it? Because these questions, we of course they're all submissions. Right. So the it's and it's not that the person isn't aware of it or whatever. It's what you consider to be positive black imagery. Ouch. Um, because we have. The you have the Cosby Show. We have a different world. We have um, those were positive black images when I grew up. Right. But I was going to say outside of. I mean, I think the question is talking about media. I don't think the question is media. talking about. It didn't say black imagery in the media because. Oh, see, that, I took it. We can talk about. I took it as media. I'm sorry. I maybe I should okay. I interpreted it. That, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think it can be that. <laughs> So many layers to these questions. There are, and then all of them are. This is the thing. All of them are multi layers. Because this is the thing. Who are you surrounded by? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you making the choice to watch? Or or this, but this is the other thing. You have to be raised in a household that perpetuates you seeing those images. And that's why when I saw the question, I was like, this is not true. That's all I ever saw. I mean, and that's all I ever see. Let's reel it back all the way. How about this? Start with yourself. You that look at part. yourself in the mirror every day. Why can't you be that? Amen. And I think that and, was and, a and, word, and, folks. And, Did and, y'all hear that? <laughs> at the end of the day, turn the TV off. Be that. Are you a positive image? Right. It starts with you first. And you have, and, and it's, I think it goes back to like your household. And I, if I think we're talking about media, it's all about the media that you are exposed to. Because when I was growing up, and, and it was funny because me and my mom were talking about this the other day. My mom was those one of those militant people who, when there were toys provided to us, if toy wasn't a black person, we didn't get That's it. That's how I was raised as well. Yeah, and so, and so, and that was because she wanted us to know that our image was beautiful as well. Absolutely. And so, and people don't realize that that is a very small thing, but it is very big. If the only dolls that you provide your child have blonde hair and blue eyes, um, it 
perpetuates an idea that beauty and what's attractive and what is soft is something that your child will never be able to necessarily directly relate to. And yeah, it's, and with it's that a being said, Jason, thing, so. it's also important that you let your child understand that beauty doesn't start with what you look like on the outside. Period. That's very, very true. But it's it's funny because I I always say, because we used to talk about the raising a, a child with, because I think a lot of issues that exist in the world now is because of the, the level of self-esteem that people have and the way they show up mm-hmm. and interact with people mm-hmm. is sometimes based on a lack thereof and that mm-hmm. creates conflict and so I used to always joke and say I just want to raise like a little baby that has like near perfect self-esteem and I know it's impossible it's it's hilarious but when my niece was first born I used to always whenever I saw her I'd be like who is the prettiest little girl in the world and I'd be like and guess what and she'd be like what? And who's prettier than you she was like no one I'm the prettiest little girl in the world and no one is prettier than me and I'm the smartest I would be like you're the smartest and you just have to instill that in people so that they know that that's something that they have mm-hmm. within them and that perpetuates the idea mm-hmm. of positive imagery because when mm-hmm. she looks at herself she now sees a beautiful little smart black girl mm-hmm. because guess what her uncle tells her that every single time he tell he sees her mm-hmm. and i think that is but i also like i grew up with plenty of positive black because i'm just if we're going to media like there's brown sugar like there's love jones there's all of these movies that perpetuate ideals and friendship relationships with positive people who are you know it's just what you're exposed to and what you have access to and everyone and what i realized in moving from where i grew up everyone doesn't have access to all of these things so they don't see them in their community so there are very much so small communities where people don't have access to imagery in media and they only see what's Within the fifty mile radius of their the small town that that's they're so from, sad. Right. but that's somebody's reality. It is. So but that's I and that's just, what and that's I think and I don't think it, I agree that it's unfortunate because it also perpetuates the idea that the limits that maybe exactly. exist on black people, which are not there because you're not seeing what's possible. And if you don't outsource or do something to make sure that you see that on your own, then it limits you because your idea is only limited by what you see and what you think is possible. So I think that's what the question is about. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, remember, my truth is based on my experience. So you might think I'm being deceptive, but maybe we're really all just being deceptively honest. Until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, share, and share some more. Y'all have a good one.